Welcome to the HOA Real Talk Podcast. Real Talk is for homeowners and board members of homeowners associations. Most HOA podcasts are from attorneys or property managers. Real Talk is by a homeowner and board member and focuses on helping homeowners navigate living in a deed-restricted community. It also helps board members understand and become better at their role as a volunteer and leader of the community. The HOA Real Talk Show is brought to you by Excellence in Action Podcasting, a high-definition listening experience that is unmatched in the world of sound, education, and entertainment. So let's be about it and get this show started. Please welcome the host of Real Talk, Mike Sancho. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Episode 7 on Budgeting Part 2. Now, if you recall, we did Part 1 on Budgeting, and that was designed to give advice, feedback, and help board members, your association's treasurer, your property manager, your accounting folks. Part 1 was designed to help them on uh, preparing the budget, getting the budget ready to present to the community, what goes into the budget, all of that fun stuff, all of the accounting stuff that the board uh, has fiduciary responsibility of overseeing. Right. So that was part one. Part two is for you, the homeowner. Now, I, I want to share something that was quite eye opening for me and Part two here, this episode, and and we're going to focus on really helping you, the homeowner. Okay, so this eye opening statistic I'm about to share with you is very troubling. Right. So in America, only 41 percent. Let me repeat that. Only 41 percent of Americans use a budget to manage their personal finances. That means 59% of Americans don't know what the hell they're doing with their personal finances. So if you take your homeowners association, and let's, let's, let's make this simple. Let's round this up, right? If you take your, your local homeowners association, it means, right? It means that 60 percent of the people in your community do not know what the hell is going on with your HOA budget. They don't know what the hell uh, is happening with the money that they pay in dues and they have no clue as to how to read the HOA's budget. They have no clue on how to hold the association accountable. Right? That's a scary statistic. 60 percent don't know what the hell is in a budget. Now, I'm going to break it down to you in your simplest of terms with some terminology and tell you as a homeowner what to look for in your association's budget. So so let's just jump right into it with some uh, terminology and some definitions. Why does your HOA have a budget? Right? That's a great question. The reason you have a budget is to have a smooth running of your day-to-day operations of your community. The budget is designed to run the day-to-day operations of your community to do what? To keep your hood looking good and your property values high. That's why you have a budget. Now, 
let's go into what are some terms that you're going to see when you're looking at your budget. Uh, first term we're going to look at is revenue. That's how much money is coming in. Revenue includes things such as your membership dues. In my community, we have a contract with Comcast that pays us a door fee. That's a revenue. We know how much money we get. We get $25,000 a year over five years. Every year for five years, we get $25,000. That's guaranteed money. That's a revenue. Other items of revenue may include uh, fees such as late fees. They may include application fees if you have, uh, if you charge your homeowners for uh, any architectural review board applications, right? So you may have some application fees, so on and so forth. Another one, another revenue stream would be interest from any investments that the association has. So that's revenue. Expenses are simple. It's what the association has to spend to run the day-to-day operations of the community. Those are your expenses. Equity. Equity is a paper concept that measures the value of a business. Right? So you're a homeowner. If you if you if your home costs three hundred thousand dollars, you put a hundred fifty thousand dollar deposit on it, you have an equity of a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That doesn't mean you have cash value of a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You have to take the value out, but you have equity, right? That's your that's your value of your business. Liabilities is what the association owes. So for example, the HOA uh takes out uh, money the, the HOA pays to have a, a new swimming pool built and then they they pay that money out front and then they're going to issue an assessment to every homeowner well that's a liability until all homeowners pay their equal share of the assessment right so you may have a hundred homeowners and and 50 of them right now paid the the ten thousand dollar assessment and you have another 50 who still owe the assessment. So your liability is $50,000, right? It's unpaid debt, right? It's what the association owes. Assets are the actual cash value of the association. So the checking account, the CDs, so if you have reserve funds and you invested those in CDs, assets are the cash values and investments uh, and, and the, the positive cash value of the association. Okay, that is what your assets are. Okay, so those are just some simple terms that you should know and understand as a homeowner. Now, standard cost. Your budget is made based on standard cost. And remember, 60% of you don't know what's going on. All right, so standard costs are the estimated expenses for services for services rendered right so if you pay for lawn care they come in they cut your grass that is a standard cost right so we're estimating what we're going to spend on lawn care right pretty pretty straightforward so far all right so that's just some terminology that you should understand now as a homeowner who is responsible for putting the budget together well 
you have a treasurer. Treasurer works with the property manager, works with the professional side of the house. The treasurer, the finance committee, those are volunteers. Your board oversees it through working through the treasurer. At the end of the day, if you pay a property manager or a management company or accounting firm, those individuals are responsible for putting the budget together. The board has the responsibility of oversight and approving the budget. You as a homeowner, you elect, remember, basics of HOA, you elect your fellow homeowners to serve as volunteers to make decisions on behalf of the entire membership group of all homeowners. They are the ones who finalize the budget. All right. Keep that in mind because we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Now, how is the budget drafted? Here's how was how, here's how the budget is made. It is made backwards. OK, what do I mean by that? We start with the expenses. So whoever is doing your budget, the property manager, treasurer, finance committee, doesn't matter who it is. The budget starts with we're going to figure out all of the expenses first. So we list we have a list of all the expenses. Okay, we're going to figure out each category, what's under each category, and what will it cost. Now, the easiest thing to do is look at all of the fixed costs. That's cost that we know what the, the price is. For example, in my community, we just signed a three-year contract for tree trimming services. And we know each tree, the cost is $55. And we know how many trees we have. So for tree trimming, that line item, and by the way, folks, a line item is an individual cost. It gets its own line. So tree trimming is a line item. On the, on the budget, on that line, we list the item and what the cost is. That's a fixed cost. So we do all of the fixed costs based on the contracts we have in hand. Right? I know that our lawn care is going to increase by 3%. We take last year's cost times 3%. Now we have a fixed cost. Everything else, we are going to guess. We're going to guess what the cost is. And we are going to be conservative. Right? On the expenses, we want to be conservative. Here's why. Prices change. The markets change. Things happen. So we're going to be conservative. Okay, so we start with all of the expenses first. Now, I, as treasurer of my HOA, I'd like to start with a 5% increase on all non-fixed costs with my budget because I'm being conservative, right? And I'll give you an example as to why. From last year to this year, from 2020 to 2021, the cost of housing went from 5.3% to 7.3%, right? It was increased from 5.3% to 7.3%. The cost of transportation increased from 5.3% to 7.3%. And the cost of food also increased from 5.3% to 7.3%, okay? So here's some basic math for, for homeowners. That is not a 2% increase. No, the actual increase in cost was 46%. Okay, so the cost in what I pay for housing out of my personal life went from 5.3%. Normally, I pay 
out of my total expenses in my personal life, I paid 5.3% for housing. I'm now paying 7.3%. That's a 46% increase. Okay? So think about that for a second. Okay? So if I pay $100 for housing, that's only that's almost a 50% increase. I am now paying uh, around $145 for housing. See that? Okay? So you want to be conservative and your board and, and people putting your budget together, they're going to be conservative on the expense side for non-fixed costs. They're guessing. It's a guessing game. What do I think I'm going to be charged for this service next year? Now, that's how they do the budget. So they're going to get all the expenses and list it. Uh, for the revenue, here's what they are going to do. They're going to list all of the guaranteed revenue. Okay, so, uh, you know, I, I shared a story in, in part one where we had a couple of years of massive uh, finishing the year in the red by $100,000 each year because the board balanced the budget by using non-guaranteed income. Now, a balanced budget means this. It means the amount of revenue that comes in is equal to the amount of expenses, Okay, that's a balanced budget. A cash positive budget means the amount of revenue is greater than the amount of expenses. That means at the end of the year, you're going to finish in the black. That's a good thing. If the amount of revenue is less than the amount of ex expenses, that's a negative. Right? That's negative equity. Okay, we, we, are, we are not charging enough on membership dues. Okay, so, so whoever's preparing your budget, they've already done all the expenses. They now go over to the revenue side of the budget, and they're going to put in all the guaranteed money. So I told you in our community, we have a cable contract, a door fee. We get $25,000 a year. That goes in the budget. That's guaranteed. So if our budget says that in 2022, our expenses will be $125,000, we go to the revenue side, we put in the 25,000. What we do is then we take the 125,000 of expenses minus the 25,000 for our cable revenue. And that leaves us with a balance of $100,000. That is how we determine that $100,000 now determines how much you will pay in your HOA dues. So, Let's say there's a hundred homeowners and we have a hundred thousand dollars difference. Each homeowner will then pay what a thousand dollars a year in HOA fees. Your membership dues will be a thousand dollars a year. If you pay on a yearly basis, you write a check for $1,000. If you pay on a quarterly basis, it's $250. And if you pay on a monthly basis, you take the $100,000, uh, you divide it by the 100 homeowners, you take the $1,000, you divide it by 12. Okay, so it's going to be like $86 and change per homeowner, and that's what you pay on a monthly basis. And that is how your association determines your membership dues it is that simple folks okay so i just gave you some terminology i gave you some definitions i gave you i shared with you how your budget is built 
what do you look for? You're a homeowner. You bust your ass every day at work to get a paycheck so you can live, a, a, you know, your best life. And now you're turning around and you, you're giving money to the HOA to keep your hood looking good and your property values high. You got to hold them accountable. But what do you look for? So now I'm going to share with you what to look for in your budget, in the actual paperwork that you receive. Okay, so let's start with this. Anytime you see in a budget parentheses surrounding a number. So you see a number and it's got parentheses it's inside parentheses. That is a negative in the accounting world, in the budgeting world, in the financial world. We never put a minus symbol to indicate a negative because that symbol is used for subtraction and for uh different formulas we instead use parentheses parentheses indicates that is a negative so the first thing i want you to do when you get the first draft when you get a copy of the proposed budget that the board is going to vote on i want you to open up i want you to take a deep breath and i want you to look at the revenue side now here is my recommendation for revenue on the revenue side, only guaranteed revenue should be placed into the budget. Okay? So your membership dues should be placed in the budget. If you have a Comcast contract, should be placed in the budget. You should be conservative there. Nothing else should go in there. Right? So on the revenue side, you're going to see line items. Right? Potential line items may be your maintenance assessment that your membership dues recovery of bad debt nsf charges those are our bounce check fees late fees bank interest income or application fees okay these are not guaranteed lines streams of, of revenue they're not guaranteed so you don't want to balance your budget using non-guaranteed streams of income non-guaranteed streams of revenue okay so let's talk about interest on bank fees and here's why this year let's say i I invested a hundred thousand dollars and my return was three percent which means i earned six thousand dollars because the interest rate was three percent the economy changes and now my interest rate is no longer three percent it is now one percent okay if i use the six percent rate i mean the three percent rate i'm going to put six thousand dollars in my budget but guess what now the economy has changed i'm only getting one percent i'm only getting two thousand dollars where's the other four thousand dollars going to come from see what i did there you can't use non-guaranteed streams of revenue as a method to balance your budget Okay, that line item should say zero. Saying that you you think that, you know, X amount of your homeowners will be late on their monthly dues. If it's over, if, if your history is, is 5%, okay, if your history is 5% of your homeowners are typically late with their dues, then you should, you should add that line item. Okay, you, you should put that into your budget, right? To give you an example of what that looks like, right, on 
on a community where there's 500 homeowners, okay, uh, that means that 25 people will be late with their dues. You're estimating that 25 people out of 500 will be late with their membership dues. That that's that doesn't make smart sense, right? That's not smart business that you're going to put a line item and try to balance your budget based on 25 out of 500 people being late with their dues. You see that, folks? So you're going to be conservative there. Only have guaranteed interest. Now, when you're reading your budget, what you're going to see is you're going to see the category revenue. Then you're going to have that broken down by line item, all the things that make up revenue. Those are the rows. You're going to see columns. You're going to see a column that says 2021 and then 2022. Here's the proposed cost for 2022. 2021 is your current budget, what you actually had budgeted this year. The first thing you're looking for, make sure there's no parentheses on the revenue side of your guarantee streams. That means you're not bringing enough money to cover expenses. Dues got to go up in that case. And what you're looking for are trends. You're looking for trends. So you're looking at saying, okay, is the revenue expected to come in in 2022 pretty much the same as 2021? And it should be, right? So so you're not going to have a huge fluctuation. So, so for example, your 2021, that, that line item for revenue under uh, membership dues may say $100,000. Now the 2022 budget proposes $250,000, and that should be a red flag to you. You should be like, whoa, time out. What is going on? Right? That's your first indication that something is wrong. All right? So you're going to look into that. How do you look into it? You go down to the expense side, and then you're looking at expenses, right? And you're looking at trends. Right? So, so on a on a a uh, hundred thousand dollar budget, an expense that increases by three percent is a six thousand dollar increase. So, if you had, for example, swimming pool maintenance was a hundred thousand dollars, you know, in 2021 and it's now $106,000 that's reasonable it's a 3% increase but if that went up to $175,000 you should be asking questions right again you're looking for trends you're looking for what items cost this budget to go up expenses to go up where's this coming from what is going on that's how you're able to read your budget and see is this within reason Okay, so you, you got to pull out your calculator. You got to do some math, right? There, there is some math involved in this. But you're looking for trends. You're looking to see, did something go up dramatically or did something decrease dramatically? So, for example, you may have security that patrols your community. And now the security expense was cut in half by 50%. And you're going to question that. You're going to say, hey, I know my dues now going down, but why is security being reduced by 50%? And hopefully you get a, a very good reason from your your board, right? Your your volunteers who who you put in charge. Hopefully they say something along the lines. We, did, we, we had a security committee. We did some research and we found that we didn't have to spend all that money, that we didn't have the crime 
rates. There was relatively no crime in our community. There was no need for security at that level. So we reduced the cost of security. Okay. Makes sense. Right? You may not agree with it, but it makes sense. So again, what you're looking for is you're looking for trends. Now, what we did not discuss is your reserve. Your reserve, right? So so let me take a step back. Your operating budget. This is is the operating budget. We're talking about your operating budget for 2022. Your operating budget is equivalent to your checking account. Your checking account pays the bills. Your savings account is money you're putting aside for a rainy day. That's the same as your reserve account. Your reserve is we're putting money, your reserve fund, we're putting money aside for future repairs and future replacement of things like your roadways, your clubhouse, the roof on your clubhouse, your swimming pool playgrounds okay common areas so your reserve here's here's how do you get the money from the reserves working with your county team the whole nine your association may have a what is called a reserve study group of professionals come in they evaluate all of the items on the property and determine what the future cost including inflation will cost to replace that item at the end of its lifespan they will tell you how much of a lifespan is left, the remaining lifespan of that item. So, for example, if you have a brand new clubhouse that was built this year in 2021, the roof should last 15 years. They're going to tell you the lifespan of your roof is 15 years, and this is what it will cost to replace the roof in 2036. Okay. Boom, and, and the cost with inflation included. You add all those up, and they're going to take that, that value, and it will be put into your budget under reserves on how much we need to add to the reserves this year because there's two ways of doing reserves. One is a pooled reserve, which means we are spreading the money out over 30 years. The cost of all this, we're spreading it out over 30 years. That helps with with maintaining cash flow and keeping your dues low. The other way it could be done is we look at it and say, okay, in 2022, of all the items that are in the reserve, which ones need to be replaced? Okay, so we got to replace two playgrounds, $60,000. We have to replace the the roof on the clubhouse, $50,000. Now we're looking at what? $110,000. $110,000. We have to replace the irrigation system, another $100,000. So in 2022, we're going to have a quarter million dollars of expenses. Well, guess what will happen? Now that's included in the budget, and now your dues go up. So using the cash flow option pooled reserves over 30 years spreads that cost out over the lifespan of 30 years so your dues don't go fluctuating. So all of a sudden next year, your dues go from $100 to $500 because you're, you're paying for these items as you replace them as opposed to putting money away for the rainy day. All right? Those are the things you're looking for with your budget. Now, how do you hold your board accountable your association accountable to making a solid budget and presenting a solid budget that will keep your hood looking good and your property values high but is reasonable okay so first thing you need to do is look at your governing documents on what is allowed for for uh increase in membership dues okay i know for example state of arizona has a state statute that says 
if an association, an HOA, raises its dues above 20%, the membership must vote on that. They must agree to that. Okay, the membership has to vote on that. So in Arizona, an HOA can increase your membership dues by 20% each year, and it's the board who votes on it and not the homeowners. Once it gets to 21% or higher, you know, above 20%, then the members have to vote on it. Okay, so so you're, you're looking at your governing documents, what says how much the dues can increase by, if there's anything in there, and your state statutes. Okay, you're looking for those uh, materials and those trends, okay, that govern, you know, dues increase. You're, you're going to hold your board accountable by being knowledgeable. Remember I told you 60% of you don't know what the hell is going on with the budget. Right, because 60% of Americans don't use a budget to manage their personal finances. So how can we expect you to understand budgeting for an HOA? You don't do that at home. How can you understand it? So learn. The first thing I want you to do, if you don't understand budgeting, you know, Google it. Google or YouTube some videos on how to manage a budget. What is a budget? For an HOA, if you if you do manage budgets either at your job or at home and but you're not sure about HOA sit down with your property manager ask to meet with your property manager ask your property manager spend you know 15 minutes going over the budget with you become educated learn you may have a board member that will volunteer to do it so on and so forth seek help to understand what is in the budget this way you can ask educated questions when the time is right the next thing I want you to do to hold uh, folks accountable is, I know I do this. Last year I did I did a town hall meeting. We had we had dues that were increasing, uh, and so we held two different. We, we we have townhouses, we have single family homes. So I had a town hall meeting for townhouses and a separate one for single family homes, and we shared that. So you want to hold people accountable? Attend those town hall meetings, those budget town hall meetings, those budget workshop meetings. Attend them. Okay. Now that I gave you some feedback on what's in a budget, what to look for, now you can ask educated questions. You can ask those questions. How come security decreased? How come our pool maintenance is going up? Right. I, I know this question is going to come up with my HOA. A, a good practice is to get bids. On major projects, anything I say over ten thousand dollars, your association should get three bids for. Okay, so I know our lawn care service, which we pay over $200,000 a year for, the contract is up. The current provider is excellent. We don't want to change. We don't, you know, you, you pay for what you get and you, and, and you know what, sometimes it's best to go with the bride that got you there. Okay, so we are very happy with our lawn care service. Their costs are going up by 3%. So when, when homeowners get our, our budget, they're going to question, how come this went up? Did you get other bids? And the answer will be, yes, we did get other bids. Now, you get bids for two reasons. Number one, you get bids to make sure all the cost and, and the expected expense is within reason. right? So if you get three bids and two of them say that this thing will cost $10 and the third one says it'll cost a dollar, you know, that's outrageous. The average is, is $10. Or, you know... These two companies say it's $10 when this other person says it's $50. You know, somebody's trying to, you know, rob you, rip you off, right? 
So so you're you're looking at bids that everything's kind of equal. They're they're in the ballpark. They're around the same cost. It also does not mean that you you don't get bids to take the lowest cost. That's not what your bids are for. Now, okay, let's see who comes in at the lowest. Everything has to be equal. You have to do your due diligence. The board does. Actually, property manager in representing this to the board, due diligence on, you know, this company is reputable. They they have a track record. I recommend this company. They are a little bit more expensive, but here's what you get versus the other companies. So you're doing your due diligence, right? So I'm prepared for that question. You as a homeowner have to be prepared to ask those questions. All right. Be prepared to ask those questions. And then when you get so you, you go to the town hall meetings, you go to the budget workshop meetings, so on and so forth. You ask the educated question and then in the mail, you receive the proposed budget that's going to be voted on in November at the board meeting. And then you see it's totally different than what you've seen previously. Understand something. Maybe the the. Finance committee and the treasurer and everybody took feedback from the community into it. Maybe something has changed. But at that point in time, that is the budget that's going to be proposed and voted on at the next board meeting. You can go and voice your opinion as to what was there, but understand something. You, you really don't have a say in the matter at that point in time. You can say something that's very relevant and the community can say something that's very relevant that will cause the board to say wait a minute this is wrong and vote no but majority of the time the board that you elected to put in there represent you whether you voted for that person or not they're going to make the decision okay but you still have to go to hold them accountable to let them know that hey i'm going to be there and i'm going to be present and there's going to be no shenanigans because everything should be transparent everything should be transparent okay um i i I'll share an example with you. I, you know, I became treasurer of my HOA and I wasn't even a board member because our bylaws allow that. And it was because we had a board that was making poor financial decisions. Okay. Doesn't mean it's wrong or unethical or immoral or illegal. It was just poor business decisions that affected finances. Right. Like, for example, borrowing money from ourselves when we to pay for a project that if you had the money to borrow, why not just pay for the project? Uh, doing due diligence, you know, uh, preparing budgets in, in an accurate manner, things of that nature. Right. And it was, you know, mistakes made in the budget. And, and we, we called people out on it, you know. And, and remember, one of my episodes, I said, you're going to argue or you're going to not argue. Oh, that's a bad word. You're going to debate the issue not the person no animosity towards the person i was debating the issue the budget issue and that's what you do as a homeowner you speak intelligently about a topic you debate the issue and you let the chips fall where they may okay so that is part two of budgeting for you the homeowner let me let me give you a recap right uh only 40% of you understand budgeting. So 60% of you don't know what the hell is going on, but today you got educated. Remember, there's the revenue side of the budget. You should be conservative, only have, you should hold your board accountable to make sure on the revenue side of the budget, only guaranteed streams of income are listed on the revenue. 
on the expense side of the budget, that's what it's going to cost to run the day-to-day operations of your HOA. Make sure that there are no big increases or big decreases, right? That everything is, is within reason. You know, anywhere between 3 or 5% increases are reasonable, okay? They, they make sense because things, you know, cost of, of, of doing business increases and in some cases decreases. Make sure everything is within reason. Remember, your operating account is just like your personal checking account and your savings account is the reserve fund, right? So the reserve fund is equivalent to your checking account. You're putting money away for rainy day, okay? Attend the budget workshops. Attend the town hall meetings. If you don't understand your budget, ask the property manager to review it with you. Seek help. You know, go to YouTube. Watch some videos, okay? But at the end of the day, I know in Florida, it's state statute that we have to present a balanced budget, which means revenue is equal to expenses, It's okay if at the end of the year we finish in the black, meaning that revenue was greater than expenses because that money is then put into reserves. Okay, so we we put that money into reserves to fund the future repairs and replacement to keep your hood looking good and property values high. This has been the budgeting workshop. Uh, Until our next episode, be safe and be well, my friends. The views and discussions heard on this podcast are the opinions of the host and guests and are not to be taken as legal advice. You do not go on social media for your legal advice, so do not come to HOA Real Talk either. However, if you do go on social media for legal advice, all I can say is you're screwed.